Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Both schools, a first ever NCAA tournament bid was on the line. Dewey in front court, still on the move. Pulls up, jumper off the glass, no good. Tapped it in. For some stupid reason, we actually thought we were better. Dominique had 20 at half. Here's Wilkins outside, he just can't miss. We had no answer for him. We knew that we were run them out of the gym. Gary Fair misses in close. Wilkins on the second attempt. Georgia up by 10. That didn't scare us. We were a team that grinded you down. Elston Turner played in the NBA. Elston Turner, nice move to the basket. Carlos Park played in the NBA. Roger Stieg. Carlos Park bounces into Stieg. They played really hard and they played their style of game. He dribbled and pulls the gap to three. And with about five minutes to go. Here's Turner. Elson the up. He just flipped the script. Rebels with a chance to take the lead. Dewey passes to Turner. Here's his shot. It's good. And Ole Miss wins the Southeastern Conference Tournament. The Rebels beat the Bulldogs. It was, it was a thrill. And I, every time I see Elston Turner, I say, how we let you guys beat us? Next morning, we drove back to Oxford. There was five, 6,000 people outside. You know, we kept saying, where's the football team? You know, this is what they do for the football team. Tui would lead the SEC and assist in all four of his years at Ole Miss, finishing his career as the conference's all-time assist leader. In his three seasons at Georgia, Wilkins averaged nearly 22 points a game and helped lay a foundation for more success in Athens after he left for the NBA. Best time I ever had in basketball. Being around uh, people who really cared about you, really, and really appreciate what you brought. I've never been accepted like that and in my life. That was the first time I felt like I had a home. Tui and Ole Miss lost their opening game in the 81 NCAA tourney. But LSU, the SEC's regular season champs, were the conference's best hope. Riding the talents of another of the best players in the country. Nobody turned around! Backwood! Forward, Rudy Macklin. We had 26 straight wins. We had the most wins in the country. We were hot. It was a veteran team that was built from 79 SEC Championship, 80 to the Elite Eight, 81, we're going to the Final Four. Ethan Martin with the ball into Macklin of LSU. I just knew we were going to ride this train all the way. I thought we are destined to win the national champion. Let them all come up. And I'll be doggone in the regional championship. Who breaks his finger but Rudy Macklin? I reached out to receive an inbounds pass. And the ball popped my finger, and I heard it pop. And it just split open. I have trouble uh, dribbling with my right hand because I had so much tape on it. But now that I've taken the tape off, I seem to be handling the ball fairly well now. You'll play with just tape on it? Yeah, just tape, and I have to just gut up the pain. And... From the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it's Indiana against LSU. Brown versus Knight, the Final Four. And uh, Bobby Knight threw me a curve. Rudy Macklin. I'm 6'6", six, six, and I'm thinking another 6'6 six, six guy is going to be guarding me. A 6'10", Junior Landon Turner. But Landon Turner matched up with me. He's 6'10". It threw me off. Landon Turner's been keeping him under wraps. Outside jump shot was not mine. Rudy Macklin, way short. But I managed to hit one just to see if I can get him come out. And then I saw the assistant coach of Indiana say, make him hit another one. I'm like, oh my goodness. Rudy Macklin keeps looking down at that finger. I don't know if that's causing the trouble, but he has not gotten anything to drop at all for him. I didn't have an answer. Everything I tried didn't work. Bobby Knight goes to the championship game again. You got to give credit where credit's due. Coach Knight took me out of myself. I think about that game every single day. More than 40 years later, if you ask what is the best team in LSU basketball history, there's no doubt. It's 1980-81. Dale Brown came to me in Louisville, Kentucky 
to fulfill not only his dream, but making him mine too. I wanted a national title, but I wanted it for this man, more so for myself. I wanted it for him. The league was really strong. We had a lot of good teams. We'd gone from you know, the 70s when I was playing, you know, Alabama, Kentucky, Tennessee, kind of dominated. But now all of a sudden, instead of three or four good teams, there's eight good teams, and Georgia's one of them. In the 1982-83 season, following Wilkins' departure for the NBA, the Bulldogs' cupboard was hardly bare. And the team stars led the way to the program's first ever NCAA tournament appearance. Merle Fleming's one of the top players in the country. Terry Fair's a great college player. So they, they believe, they just feel like from a talent standpoint, hey, we're not intimidated, we can beat you. But it felt like the Bulldogs were an unheralded bunch when they took on St. John's and Chris Mullen in the Sweet 16 of the 83 NCAA Tournament. And St. John's the number one seed. I think they were the beast of the East that year. Derek Floyd knew his teammate Terry Fair would draw the daunting assignment of guarding St. John's seven-footer Bill Winnington. I would get a program and I would tear out the picture of the person he's guarding. I say, hey, look, this is who you got. And I say, eat him up. And he would snatch it out of my hand, throw it in his mouth, and start chewing it. <laughs> and I say, spit him out. And he'll spit him out. <laughs> defensive pressure's been the key all year. Lob it! stunned St. John's and then found themselves as underdogs once again in the East Regional Final against the defending national champion North Carolina Tar Heels led by Michael Jordan and Sam Perkins. 41, Sam, Perkins. Sam Perkins was saying that he didn't know what conference Georgia was in. I really don't follow much of uh, you know, Georgia's league. I don't even know what league they're in. Of course, our guys didn't appreciate that. They got blackboard material. Here comes Carolina down to Jordan. Yes! Jordan. MJ himself. You know, he gets his points. Michael Jordan is filling it up. He has 50% of the Carolina point production. I think for us, we were able to contain the other players. Durham's teams were going to be defensive oriented. So they were going to mock you down a little bit. The fairy tale will come to an end against another Cinderella in the final four. Jim Bovano's NC State Wolfpack. As much as it hurt, we did feel good about the fact that we had went to a place that no one thought we would go. They'd made school history and taken down Michael Jordan along the way. It's still the best season ever for Georgia basketball. Southern Hoops, a history of SEC basketball, is presented by Pfizer BioNTech. Tommy John is for men who who want fabrics that are lightweight, breathable, and insanely soft. 
with stay-put waistbands that adapt for the perfect fit. 360-degree stretch prevents ride-up and supports any move you make. And mind-blowing innovations like our quick-draw fly. We've also reinvented loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. You can trust our thousands of five-star reviews because Tommy John knows how comfortable you want to be. Go to TommyJohn.com. For Others might try to imitate us. Right on! Let's do it! 1037 The Buzz. Well, I think it has a certain ratty charm you're not going to find a lot of other places. Your radio station. Is that transmission. But with endurance, you could never pay out of pocket for a costly repair again. They covered a $14,000 engine replacement. $1,400. Endurance paid it. Who's going to pay for your next car repair? You or Endurance? Call right now to get $300 off any plan. Call now. We need a small business loan. Fast. I got this. Loan Falcon! There's a better way to get a fast small business loan. Go to ondeck.com. And if approved, get your funds as soon as the same day. Your loan is on deck. Homeowners, when your water or sewer line breaks, it's expensive and often not covered by basic homeowners insurance. You could pay thousands. Finding a good contractor can be tough. What, this guy doing the job? With a plan from HomeServe, call us. We'll send a contractor and there's no big bill. Easy. But don't wait. Get a plan from HomeServe before a line breaks. Go online now. Plans from HomeServe start at just $7.99 a month. Call 1-833-458-0107 or visit homeserve.com. In just one year, I had over $900 in banking fees. I had enough. I switched to Chime. There's no overdraft fees, no monthly fees. I'm saving hundreds for my daughter's future. For a normal guy like me, I've given myself a small raise. Join me at Chime.com. Jerry goes off-grid almost every weekend, but now, a Friday last-minute meeting? Otter has Jerry covered with an AI meeting assistant to take notes and capture action items. So Jerry can go camping and be ready for Monday. Sign up for free. Visit otter.ai or download the app. A cold day in the capital. Wembley Stadium hosts the EFL Cup final for the love of rising stars. Chelsea are in with Cole Palmer. And last dances. It's a real chance for Luis Diaz. And it's in. For the love of English royalty. And their quest for silverware. The Carabao Cup Final, Sunday exclusively on ESPN+. ABC and ESPN+, home of the Stanley Cup Final. Leeds, Alabama. In the mid-70s, for a kid in the projects named Charles Barkley, life could have gone either way. On a night, mischief graduated into small crime. It was just something young, dumb, and stupid, but me and about six of my friends, we figured out at the local grocery store every Sunday night, they bought in all the goods. We went over there like every two to three weeks and just grabbed as many cakes as we could. Somebody found out about it, and the cops staked us out one night. And I remember running from the cops, and we were crawling. And you could hear the sirens. It was probably one of the most scarier nights of my life. Young Charles got away that night and resolved to make the most of the life his mom and grandmother tried to provide for him. My mother was a maid, and my grandmother worked in a meat factory. But me and my brothers, we didn't feel like we were poor. Even when we lived in the projects, we didn't think we were poor. Most of the way through high school, he was a chunky 5'10 point guard no one paid much attention to. Then as a senior, he grew six inches. One of the probably the best attributes of my game was my ability to dribble. You know, being a short point guard at the beginning probably really was the best thing ever happened to me. Charles quietly became a real prospect. Auburn spotted him first. Herbert Green was a great assistant for me. He had Barkley before anybody touched him. 
but then Alabama came calling. I'm not recruiting Charles real hard, which my assistant looked at him and said, we need to go see him. And I said to him, Charles, you come to a game in Alabama at 7 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you'll be, you'll be home in, a, in an hour and 15 minutes. You go to Auburn, your mother won't get home 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And the grandmother is in a room adjacent to it, but she's listening to everything that's going on. And she hollers in there and she said, it's just as close to Auburn over the mountain. And I said to my sister, well, we need to get out of here. At Auburn, Barkley took the SEC by force with his play. While his personality turned him into a folk hero. He loved when fans got on him. The more booed he was, the better he played. And they go up to Tennessee, and the Tennessee student section arranges to have Domino's deliver a pizza to him in the layup line before the game. We all just thought that he was a fat kid that just rebound and dunked the ball all of the time. A lot of people underestimated him, so you, know, you look around, he was, he was big and round, you know, but he was just definitely quick. I didn't know he could handle the ball. I didn't know he could shoot from the outside. I mean, he could put it on the floor, he could rebound, he could score. Charles had an array of ways that he could hurt you. I did not know how to coach superstars. I'd never had one. I was old school. I thought you got to get everybody to touch that ball. I was wrong. I was learning how to be a star, and he was learning how to coach a star. We bumped head a lot my first couple of years. I was young and immature, and he was a lot harder on me than he should have been. But I tell you, uh, I love the guy like a father. He's been there with me a long time. Charles knew that football was king, and what can we do to get people excited about basketball? When he found out that I'd come to town and I'd be dipping into my credit cards to pay for, for the meal, he got all excited because he was typically only having Domino's delivered to his dorm. And that means we can have Godfathers? You know, it's a real step up. Every jock wants to be in Sports Illustrated. Obviously, it's a nationwide, worldwide thing. And we were starting to get better as a team. In 1984, Barkley's junior season, Auburn made it all the way to the SEC championship game against perennial power Kentucky. I had already made up my mind, this is my last SEC tournament. And nobody knew I was going pro except me. There's that watchmaker's touch of Big Charles Barkley. And I wanted to give Auburn people a special gift. I gotta win this SEC championship for these people. The game was tied in its final seconds. Couple of dribbles, eight, seven, Masters still with the ball, six, five, Masters looks to Walker, Walker with three, on his way, it's good, it's great sight of all of the Kentucky fans, the SEC Player of the Year, Charles Barkley, he laid on the floor and he cried. I wasn't crying because we lost. I was crying because I knew that was my last college game. But Barkley would get another chance when Auburn got into its first ever NCAA tournament. Junior from Leeds, Alabama, Charles Barkley. We're playing Richmond. Good team. They're better than we were, actually. We get down by some big margin. He comes to the huddle, and I'm drawing those plays and cussing everybody. He says, Coach, throw me the ball, and we'll beat Richmond. Barkley cuts loose. I mean, he just took over the game. Oh, there goes Barkley. Look out for this one. He called us up and they beat us for one point. It wasn't the ending Barkley wanted. 
but there was plenty to be proud of. We hadn't been any good. We lost a lot my first year. So one of my proudest accomplishments was getting Auburn to the tournament. It's pretty amazing how far we had come in a very short period of time. Barkley's emergence came in the middle of Charles Sonny Smith's 11 years at Auburn. Smith was from the mountains of Tennessee, the son of a bootlegger. right up on top of this mountain in the sheriff's department. They would raid our house. And my brother and I were called lookouts. Lookout one, lookout two. And we would tell our mother they're on the way. She'd run, jump into bed, and we'd put the liquor in the bed with her. They'd search all over the house, and they'd go out and pat her on the head, and they'd say, Ermie, we're going to get old Greg one day. Greg was my dad. We're going to get him one of these days. We're sorry to see you feeling so bad. And they'd go out the door. We'd throw the cover back and get right back in the liquor business. Smith's main adversary was referee Webb Sanderson, a longtime assistant at Alabama before getting the top job in Tuscaloosa in 1980. He was not a very good coach in the early 80s. He was the most dour, hangdog, almost depressing person. He mashed those early teams. He didn't know how to handle them. I was working them pretty hard. And I said to one of my assistants, why did they dislike me so much? He said, I'm not sure they, they think that you care about them as people. From that time on, Regardless of how hard I worked, they knew I cared about them as people. By the mid-80s, he might have been the best coach in the conference. He made Alabama care about basketball. Sonny and Whip, they were linked by hundreds of memorable quotes. This game kills me. Thousands of miles on the recruiting trail. All those cheap food joints and bad coffee. And of course, the rivalry itself, Alabama and Auburn. And any time Alabama and Auburn get together, you can expect a great game. Auburn in the championship game of the SEC tournament for the second consecutive year. Johnson feeds it back to White with 16. Can't wait too long. Here's Frank Ford, baseline against Farmer. On its way. Good! Game time! Wimp and Sonny. I cannot listen to any of your instructions, or you are my sworn enemy. 1037 The Buzz. Sports talk and entertainment. And Dan Auburn wins! What a celebration for the Auburn Tigers and Batman Sonny Smith. How sweet it is. All right. By accident. I wore a plaid jacket, and uh, somebody wrote about it. I thought, hmm, that might be something familiar. Did that's a long time ago. And I wore this thing. Oh, at least they're talking about Alabama basketball. We knew that he really didn't like those jackets. Start losing the game or do something that he doesn't like, he's going to rip it off. He's going to throw it. That gets him in the door everywhere because of this plaid jacket. We were recruiting against each other all the time. We'd make up things to say about one another before we went into the hole. And one time, I crawled through the bushes and watched them because I don't want them to see me. They had the world domino turn. Well, we were recruiting Robert Ory, so they flew me down there. No, because Robert Ory was there. I didn't want Sonny down there and me not be there. We played the domino tournament. Sonny and I were the, were the two dumbest ones there. We got through, Sonny said, the press is going to be in here. And uh, I think that we need to tell them that we tied. I said, Sonny, I ain't about to tell them we tied. I said, I'm going to tell my bitches still out of you. We were through the kid in Kentucky one time. I got in real good with the family, and they said, well, we get up early. We have to go to work around 6 o'clock, get up at 4. And I said, well, I'll get out and get me a motel. And they said, well, there ain't no motel. 
They said, uh, you can spend the night with us. She said, you're going to have to sleep with Joe because we just don't have an extra bed. That night, Joe gets out of the bed on his side and gets down on his knees. Well, I think old Joe's real religious. I'll get out on my I'll get out on my side and get down on my knees because he'll think I'm real religious. I got I got out of the bed and got down on my side and Joe looked across at me and said, Coach, he said Mom's really gonna be mad at you in the morning. I said, Why is that? He said, Because the pot's over here on my side of the bed. <laughs> Sanderson gave Alabama basketball an identity, not to mention 10 NCAA tournament bids in 12 years. Smith lifted Auburn to new heights. Carol White, there's a lob. Oh, Highlighted by an Elite Eight appearance in 1986. They remain dear friends and the favorite butt of each other's bars to this day. They put out a t-shirt along that same line. that one thinks he's smart and the other thinks he's funny. <laughs> and I knew which one I was. <laughs> Sonny, went, went, Sonny, one thinks he's smart and the other thinks he's funny. To some degree, I'm funny. I mean, I'm not bragging, but, I, but in my own way. Some people think I'm funny. Don't tell as many jokes as he does. But the problem is he can't remember what jokes he tells. And he tells the same cotton-picking joke every time. Southern Hoops, a history of SEC basketball, is presented by Pfizer BioNTech. I I think they're the worst. That's why I love Chime. I don't get any monthly fees. One of my favorite features is Spot Me. I can overdraft up to $200 fee-free. With my business, one of the missions is to empower women. Banking with a Chime app empowers me to be in control of my money. I love Chime. Join me today and sign up at Chime.com. I get asked a lot what cookware I use. We're going to have the best pans in the world at one of the best restaurants in the world. I'm Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. It's lunchtime, and Gary is double booked. Good thing Gary's company uses Otter's AI meeting assistant to take notes and generate a summary. So Gary doesn't miss a meeting and can regain his lunch break. Try now for free. Visit otter.ai or download the app. It's a weekend full of all-stars on ABC. These are the nights that players remember. Good luck dealing with this team when they get repetition and right. Saturday primetime at 8.30. And a Sunday showcase doubleheader at one on ABC, home of the NBA Finals. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. This is an important message for people on Medicare. Today we are talking about Medicare Advantage plans. If you're new to Medicare, moving or losing coverage for any reason and don't have a Medicare Advantage Part C plan, call now because there may be a Medicare Part C plan with additional benefits available in your zip code. You can call now to find out if you're eligible to enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan with additional benefits. Just call 800-285-1057 and a licensed insurance agent can look up your eligibility and plan options and see if you're eligible to enroll in a Medicare Part C plan that could save money and include additional benefits. Don't wait. You are not automatically enrolled in a Part C plan with additional benefits. So call for your free, no obligation Medicare benefits review and make sure you're on the best plan for you. Call now to find out what plan options are available to you. The call is free. Call 800-285-1057. 800-285-1057. industry's gone bust. Louisianians are hurting, looking for anything to feel good about. Dale Brown's LSU basketball team gave them hope. People in Louisiana really gravitated towards that group. We were hard working. It wasn't always pretty. 
there was a grit about us. We were overachievers. Hardworking people can identify with that. It brought them a sense of pride. In the 1985-86 season, Brown's 14th in Baton Rouge, LSU was an established power and looking to win their first national championship. They came out of the blocks, they went 14-0, and and then they had a lot of problems. We had an injury to one center, we had another center leave, we had a power forward, had some academic struggles, so we lost three frontline players right away. So I called a guy into my office, the name of Ricky Blanton. I'm moving you to center, and his eyes get as big as saucer. And I was ready to get up and walk out. People remember him for getting Shaquille O'Deal and Chris Jackson, Stanley Roberts, but he also found guys like Ricky Blanton. And Ricky Blanton is the stuff of folklore around here for some of the games he played. I love Blanton for two. John Williams and Bernard Woodside definitely have chicken pox. And then they got hit with the chicken pox. And it totally depleted the team. They were down to four scholarship guys at one point. And as a result, they, they started crumbling. The best thing about playing for Coach was there was never an excuse. If something went wrong, we were trying to find the solution, not the excuse. What the hell was that? It's not your IQ that counts in life. It's your FQ. It's your failure quotient. How much can you take? We've had a rascal of a year, but I'm convinced that anything is possible. Only 22 and 11 and 9 and 9 in conference play. LSU limped into the NCAA tournament as an 11 seed. An underdog for sure, but also one with a chance to salvage that rascal of a season. The first two games, LSU defeats Purdue. Redden's going to take the shot. And Memphis at the buzzer. Oh, One second. And the game is going to Memphis Saints coach was so angry that when Dale went to shake his hand, he slapped it away. LSU has upset Memphis State. On we go to Atlanta. People just embraced us. We were a bunch of overachievers. And they beat Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And then they get Kentucky. They had lost to Kentucky three times. We were rolling along, but our big prize was we had to play LSU for the fourth time in the Elite Eight. There were three SEC teams in that 1986 Elite Eight. Auburn, Kentucky, and LSU. An undebatable statement that the conference was on an equal footing with any in the country. LSU never fell far behind. They were right there with them. We were kind of holding the ball a little bit. Just kind of spread the floor. And Dick, remember the Kentucky has one foul. So I was guarding Ricky Blanton in that game. We was trying to uh, stop some of the other shooters. And rightfully so. I was probably the right guy to leave as you go double team everyone else because I was not the man on the team. And Ricky just ran free. Anthony Wilson in the corner. Red goes to I was two feet from the basket. He threw it to me. I laid it in. And they won by two points. We were that. We were that close. And LSU has won it. 59-57. We were the underdog. I think it fits Coach Brown's personality perfect. Right? He's been the underdog all his life. They almost won the national championship. They didn't. They lost to Louisville and Dallas. But it was an amazing run for a team that had been all but given up on. All through the 80s, the SEC had a range of women's teams that regularly challenged for the NCAA championship. 
people talk about SEC is the strongest league in the country. When we said that in the 80s, nobody said a word. There were times we had four or five teams ranked in the top 10 in the country, and they were legit. We started getting noticed, and so we could recruit nationally. From Charleston, South Carolina, number 32, Katrina McLean. Andy Landers, Georgia Bulldogs, led by Katrina McLean and Teresa Edwards. To Made it to the 1985 national title game. They lost to Old Dominion. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, Pat Summit was wondering if she'd ever capture the sport's biggest prize. At that time, the Tennessee program had really taken a little dip. She had a, a little monkey on her back. She had gotten close because she'd been to the championship into a Final Four. So they were at a kind of a turning point. She knew she needed to bring in somebody that was a top-notch recruiter. I talked to Pat. And she said, well, just come up for an interview. And we'd gone out to eat one night. And she said, you think you can get me the players to win a national championship? And I said, Pat, I can get you the players. Can you win it? I was too bold after two margaritas. Pat Summit was the brainchild. Uh, she provided the strategy, set the standard, but it was Mickey's ability to attract players. She could connect with all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of players, and help them to see Pat's mission. They played together, they worked hard. So when you won a game or two against them, which was very rare, you, you felt like you'd won the championship. Summit believed in tough love, being confrontational and in your face, but always with a hug at day's end. There's so many teams that tried before, and we wanted to do it for her. We didn't want to let her down. She told Shelly, you're too nice to win a national championship. It's like you just don't care that much. And boy, I took that to heart. It, it, that hurt me. She said, Nice guys finish last, and you need to be taking names and kicking butt. You just never wanted those piercing eyes to come at you. She just made it physically tough, mentally tough. You would leave the gym thinking, oh, why am I going to come back? When we lost to Vanderbilt, that was uh, not a good night. Probably the worst game, one of the worst games I've played. We got back on the bus. We drove straight back to Knoxville, went straight to her office, and we watched the film over. Two or three o'clock in the morning, and we thought, now we're gonna go back and go to bed. And she said, you got two minutes to get down to the locker room, put your uniform back on, and get back out on the court. And she ran us and ran us. And the worse you played, the longer you ran. I think I was the second to the last to get finished running. So the stage is set. The championship game. Tennessee Lady Balls against the Louisiana Tech Lady Texters. A woman's body absorbs seven times its own weight in moisture. You son of a bitch! This radio station can cause your opinion to overload your mouth. 1037 The Buzz. Until they get their first bite, they don't know how good it is. We were on the plane coming back and had the trophy. She's sitting right behind me. I turned around and I said, hey, Pat, nice guys don't always finish last. So I got the last word. But it was this group right here that actually got us over the hump, got the monkey off my back, and brought, and brought all of you a national championship. So to them, I love them dearly. She raised the level. She made us all better because we wanted to compete, not only compete against her, but be successful against her. I ventured down to Auburn from the United States Military Academy at West Point. And that's what we brought from West Point, being accountable for, for every action. Doing things you, you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do them. I'm amazed that a purebred Yankee can come to Auburn, Alabama and get it done. They didn't turn the ball over much, rebounded it good, and played great defense.
Champy was the king of the matchup zone. Players like Vicky Orr, Carolyn Jones. If you couldn't shoot the ball on a consistent basis, it was a problem. In 1988, Joe Champy's Auburn team made it to the national title game. And led by 14 early in the second half when things began to fall apart. With Louisiana Tech finding a way to shut down Tiger star Ruthie Bolton. We were ahead, we got a little aggressive, and with the excitement, we got into foul trouble. I did a poor job of uh, not enabling them to calm down. Champy's second chance in 1989 didn't go any better against Summit and the Lady Vols in the first ever All-SEC Final. top of the mountain and there's a lot of people looking up at us but we had to look up at one other team it's easy to have a good team a lot of people have a good team they might have two good teams in a row three good teams what's difficult is to sustain success everything changes once you get to a certain level Seven the buzz. We need a small business loan. Loan cannon. There's a better way to get a fast small business loan. Go to ondeck.com and if approved, get your funds as soon as the same day. Your loan is on deck. When you can't take your bed to the store. There's Instacart. Uh, we got another bed in the south door. Tommy John is for men who value themselves and their comfort, who want fabrics that are lightweight, breathable, and insanely soft, with stay-put waistbands that adapt for the perfect fit. 360-degree stretch prevents ride-up and supports any move you make, and mind-blowing innovations like our quick draw fly. We've also reinvented loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. You can trust our thousands of five-star reviews, because Tommy John knows how comfortable you want to be. Go to TommyJohn.com for $25 off site-wide. ABC Hockey Saturday is ready to rock. First, the push to the playoffs is on as Robert Thomas and the Blues face Dylan Larkin and the Red Wings. Then, a rivalry is renewed as Panarin and the Rangers take on Travis Konechny and the Flyers. An ABC Hockey Saturday doubleheader starting at noon. everyone watching at home. We're here to remind you that if you or someone you know were injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have live agents available right now to answer your questions and tell you how much your case is potentially worth. Hi, I'm Gina Belich here with spokesman and TV personality Tom Mustin with us in the Help Center. So Tom, phones are really busy over there. Tell us what kind of calls you're seeing. Well, Gina, first off, thank you for having me here in the call center with you. We always enjoy talking to the viewers and getting folks the compensation that they deserve. You know, we're seeing calls about all kinds of accidents, but the most common by far has been car accidents. So if you or someone you know were injured in an accident that was not your fault, give us a call right now. You'll speak with a live person. Person. They'll answer any questions you have and tell you if you have a case and how much your case is potentially worth. Thanks, Tom. All right, folks at home, you heard it. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. I was on the playgrounds of Central Elementary in Gulfport. Miss Asaletta, but we call her Miss Cookie. She said to me in an aggressive way, this is the way she was, she said, go in there and try out for the team. I went in and all I knew was street ball. 
And I just started playing. The coach had to tell me, son, uh, you have to pass a little bit. <laughs> you know? And I scored 21 points my first game and haven't looked back. For me, it was a, it was a way to do away with a lot of the mental distraction of the poverty. It helps you to forget the, the life that you're living. The first time I ever heard of Chris Jackson, this coach called me and said, I just watched him make 313 free throws in a row. <laughs> Chris Jackson, later Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf, was as magnificent a talent as the SEC has ever seen. It was like the basketball was an appendage that he could make do whatever he wanted to make it do. Well, he was almost unguardable. I mean, we was running two guys at him. He would pull up and shoot a jumper from the hash and then tell Rupp Arena, sit down, sit down. To give you an idea how innocent he was, the first question asked in the media conference was, Chris, you must really be pleased. Your first game out of the shoot, and you had 13 points and nine assists and whatever. Oh, I'm really pleased with that. I put my arm around him and I said, Chris, don't ever say that again. You're pleased with it. If my soul was talking, I'd have been like, I want to dominate. I want to be the best in the world. He was so good. I said, you shoot any time you want. And don't look over the bench if you miss it. You said, we need you to score more. I said, coach, I'll try. And after that, it was 48. Nice back door! And 53 in Florida. Scintillating performance. The new record against Florida. Jackson has 53. And he just kept cascading. But Pistol Pete has to be smiling down on what's happening here tonight. But all that talent came with sensitivity and struggle. In large part due to the neurochemical disorder Tourette syndrome. Which can reveal itself through involuntary twitching, blinking, and muttering. A kid that's misunderstood because he shouts and curses at himself. Not at, not at his teammates, but at himself. And uh, some of his teammates would be like, huh? You know, it makes you, you end up, you start off, but you end up being aggressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, here we go again. The youngster had always tried to use it as a positive which turned his life into a quest for perfection. Amid simple tasks like tying his shoelaces and buttoning his shirt, as well as practicing his shot and obsessing over the net snapping just right before he could leave the gym. It's like, no, you have to do it this way and at this speed and it has to be, it has to go in this way and feel this way or you gotta do it again. But it's, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. And you gotta live with it every single day. In his first few months at LSU, he struggled in the classroom, which shook his confidence. I was into sounding good, sounding intelligent, not really studying and being critical in my thinking. And so when I came to LSU, I was in this class. And then they said, well, what does this mean, this word? Uh, I don't know. So well, what does that mean? I don't know. And I started to feel, I'm like, please don't continue to ask me questions. And they said, well, what did you get out the story? I said, I don't know. They put me in this remedial reading class in this small little corner on LSU's campus. And a lot of people didn't know. You know, yes, I mean, this guy's breaking records. He seems confident, you know, but deep down, I mean, so that right there pissed me off. The biggest thing was when Dale Brown gave me the autobiography of Malcolm. It was hard for me to put it down. 
Oh, it's how his mind thinks. It's fascinating. And that's the book that ended up directing me toward Islam. And then I began to read more. And now I can't put books down. I'm trying to read everything, you know. Dale was able to take a player like that who never knew who his father was, bring him under his wing, and ma manage him to a point where he, he grew not only as a player, but as a human being. For two seasons, he dazzled the SEC and the nation. It was reminiscent of the Maravich years because they weren't the best team in college basketball. Jackson, lay it in! But they were the most exciting. There's a three! Oh! I don't go into games like, oh, I'm trying to get 50 or 60. This is his game, right where he wants to be. Uh -huh. I always tried to play in a way where the game came to me. Jackson coming down, weaving his way. Jackson has set the record yeah. now. The highest scoring freshman in the history of college basketball. Being on the cover of magazines, breaking records. The last bastion of quality programming. Why would you listen to any other radio station than 1037 The Buzz? KABZ Little Rock. Sanford and Son and Good Times a lot. And every show. You know, where it seems like they were about to get ahead or get out, something would happen to push them right back in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. It weighs on you because your mind is telling you, ah, you're going to end up just like Sanford and Son, just like J.J. and James in good times, right back in the ghetto. He averaged 29 points a game in his two seasons at LSU before leaving for the NBA in 1990. There's a beauty that can come out of oppression. There's beauty that can come out of struggle. And, and I say that because you know, there's a verse that says that God wants to favor those who are being oppressed. When you have to struggle, you work harder. In 1988, the Kentucky Wildcats were in trouble. A recruiting scandal had erupted, sending shockwaves through all of college basketball. I was there. It all kind of was a shock to all of us, too. We went through a really miserable season trying to work through where the program was heading. To resurrect a story program in ruins, Kentucky hired Rick Pitino. He just brought a fire and energy a passion. I'm coming from the New York Knicks, the, the excitement around it, it's not going to make the problems disappear. It's not, but he has the ability to galvanize people. Rick Pitino was the exact right coach at the exact right time. While in Knoxville, Pat Summit with him in 